Lent is a time for self-reflection and prayer. One way to do this is by exploring the life, actions, and teachings of Jesus. First Baptist Church of Athens, Georgia offers these devotions for your Lenten journey. Using the book, Seeing with Jesus, Developing a Worldview Shaped by the Gospels, written by Jack Glasgow, members from our church have prepared daily devotions offering insights, discoveries, and yes, sometimes questions. This week, our devotions correspond with Chapter 4, Seeing in His Teachings. Today's podcast is from Jamie Hogan. Listen as the piano arrangement of Be Thou My Vision, played by Alan MacArthur, points you to look at the world through the eyes of Jesus. The scripture reading for today's devotional is from Matthew chapter 25, verses 34 through 40. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger. And you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you, a stranger, and invite you in, or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? The king will reply, Truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, 
you did for me. The first time I remember hearing, truly hearing and feeling, the gravity of these words of Jesus, I was sitting in a courtroom pew in the Jones County Courthouse in the fall of 99. My father spoke those words of Jesus to a jury during closing arguments as the defense attorney for a young man named Daniel Lucas. I remember the weight of the silence in that courtroom bearing down on us all. The silence full of anticipation and grief and desolation and judgment. The silence was broken only by my father's gentle but insistent appeal to each juror's humanity and faith. It was not grandiose or theatrical, as many of us imagine a high-stakes closing argument in a courtroom to be. It was simply an act of faith amid the brokenness of our collective existence. Following my father's words to the jury, I recall being so very proud to be his child and feeling very fortunate to know the unconditional love that he gives and lives out each day and wondering how differently Daniel's journey could have been had he known that kind of love. Daniel would go on to be found guilty of his crimes and sentenced to death. He would be executed by the state of Georgia on the rainy evening of April 27, 2016, at the age of 37. Prior to his execution, Daniel spent nearly half of his life in prison, and by all accounts shared near the time of his execution, Daniel could be described as a gifted artist, a poet, a dedicated Buddhist practitioner. He was born into this life, though, the least of these, and was failed repeatedly by the people and systems that should have loved and supported him into fully realizing that artist and that poet before prison and death row were inevitabilities. In truth, it is not enough for us as Christians to recite the words of Jesus and agree that those words are good. We have to do the work. Caring for and loving the least of these also requires us to fully acknowledge and challenge the systems and attitudes that create the least of these. These words by Desmond Tutu really get at the heart of it all. He says there comes a point when we need to stop just pulling people out of the river. We need to go upstream and find out why they're falling in. In the text, Seeing with Jesus, that many of us in the congregation are enjoying throughout this Lenten season, author Jack Glasgow writes that if one is to inject a Jesus worldview into political discussions about national policies and behaviors, it seems this passage is the place to start. He further states that proponents of a biblical or Christian worldview that endorses a political agenda that ignores the plight of those dear to the heart of Christ should be challenged. In short, we are our brothers and sisters' keepers. We must bear out our neighbor's burdens. I think 
This is where the rubber meets the road, so to speak, in our faith. It is not enough to go to church on Sundays, drop an envelope in the offering plate, and pray over every meal if we neglect to do the very things that Jesus demands of us. The Bible is full of parables and metaphors, but on one aspect, it is abundantly clear and explicit. If we do not recognize and invest in the marginalized and unwelcome among us, we are Christians in name only. In the words of singer-songwriter Jackson Brown, who is part of the soundtrack of my childhood, keep a fire for the human race. Let your prayers go drifting into space. You never know what will be coming down. Perhaps a better world is drawing near. Just as easily, it could all disappear. Along with whatever meaning you might have found, don't let the uncertainty turn you around. Go on and make a joyful sound. Please join me in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, help us to see, truly see, the least of these among us, not with pity or judgment, but with abiding love, a love that inspires action, that brings about change, that makes our earthly existence whole and worthy of your name. Amen. Thank you.